I am Dr. Pamela. I'm so excited that you're here live with us or later. I have amazing two authors here that have incredible God stories. If you are watching, hello, good morning. Thank you for watching with us. And please share, find that share button and share it. So the stories here of these beautiful women of God go around the world. All right, are we ready to yes. talk about this amazing book and your <laughs> chapters, ladies? Woohoo! I'm so excited. Yes. All right, Amy, start us out. Tell everybody who you are. Well, who I am, first and foremost, a daughter of the king. You know, I think our identity sometimes is labeled in what we do, um, the world wants to say, but it's really who we are. And so I just want to give glory to God first and say thank you, Lord, for birthing me into this amazing kingdom to meet these amazing women and be connected and find like-minded hearts. Um, I was raised, um, my parents were um, pastors and they started a church and a movement. So I was the daughter uh, inside of that growing up. So I am anything that needs to happen, kind of a girl being raised, if you will, what needs to be done, you know, here we are as a family to do it. I have done so many, been able to be a part of so many wonderful things. As of right now, uh, my husband and I are pastoring um, our local church in Johnson City, New York. A wonderful, beautiful, growing, thriving, youthful church. Um, I love to see all the children. I run um, a children's homeschool organization um, that helps support uh, homeschool parents. Um, it's a hard enough job as it is. So sometimes we just need some love and support and encouragement. And so I am so uh, grateful to be able to run that. I have four beautiful daughters. My oldest, Ava, is graduating this year. I've homeschooled her right through. I can't even believe it. What a monumental moment in my life. <laughs> oh, it's happening. And um, so I um, singer songwriter. I've led worship for many, many years and um, produced an album with our worship team. I just love the worship in the heart of God. Uh, when I'm singing, I, I call it preach singing. I love to sing truth. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit cautious about what I sing because I want, it's like I'm preaching. It's the heart of God. It really matters what we minister to people because it's the confession of our faith um, that produces things in our life. And wow, the testimonies that have come out of worship in my own life and the power of God in that. Sometimes people have said, God is in the music. And I remember my mom saying once, maybe God is the music, you know? And it was like, oh my gosh, woo, like that powerful like revelation that he is in all things. And, um, oh gosh, what a, uh, so many wonderful things that I could go on and on little things, but I'm just so blessed to be here with you both. And thank you for inviting me and having me a part of this, um, getting to know you more and to share my story, a po portion of it, uh, with you. Oh my gosh. It is just a privilege and an honor truly to be able to share this sacred space as it is. It's God's space. Uh, with you. I love the fact that you are a homeschool mom um, mm -hmm. and, and that you run a homeschool organization. We have six kids and I've homeschooled them all. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I can totally relate. And I remember when our oldest daughter graduated and we had taken her all the way through. And at the place we were at, I we were the ones that handed her her diploma. And 
it's such an it's like another coronation ceremony really it's yeah. a beautiful <laughs> moment you know you'll never forget it so congratulations to you and thank, thank you, you for doing all of that great work that you do i also love the points that you made about uh preach singing and being so <laughs> aware of our confessions of faith because yeah so important. I'm really excited to hear about your chapter. Um, thank you for introducing us to you. And now I'm going to move over to Tulsa, to Jennifer. <laughs> yes, good morning. Good morning from Tulsa, Oklahoma. My name is Jennifer Bosco. Uh, my family and I are new transplants to Tulsa as of last summer. Uh, we, previous to that, had been in New England, ministering there for 27 years. Um, so we have recently relocated and we are loving the sunshine. <laughs> so fun. But my family, I mentioned, my husband and I have been married uh, be 29 years this year. Uh, we have five children. Um, yes, we do. Uh, and I have homeschooled four of those children. Um, the fifth child was a, an adult adoption. And so she came to us later in life. Um, but I'm still homeschooling my baby, my last one. She's got two years to go. So I, too, am a homeschooling mom here. Yeah. Uh, we have been involved in ministry for just about as many years as we've been married. Uh, we started in the Navy uh, where we were stationed in Naples, Italy. And in that place, we served in the church while we were serving our duty there in Italy, returned to the States where we were stationed in Newport, Rhode Island, where we quickly got to work again for the kingdom of God. Uh, my husband is a professional musician and served as a musician in the United States Navy for six years. And so we transitioned out of the Navy and directly into ministry and have been serving the church uh, officially for many, many years, <laughs> over 25 years. So. Uh, we are excited uh, for all that the Lord has done. Right now, we currently are here uh, preparing to release a new album um, this year. We did a uh, debut album in 2016 uh, produced by Tom Hemby in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, you can find that on any platform that streams music. It's called Seen and Unseen, an 11-song original uh project that we did and this year too uh it'll be an ep a shorter album um that will feature some of our originals as well as arrangements that we do so my husband is a guitarist i play keyboard and sing and the children have all come along for the ride as well so you can see us at various conferences um leading worship uh we do have a church as well that we pastor online called highway church we have uh, groups that meet around the Highway Church ministry uh, weekly from coast to coast, from Boston to LA. Uh, we have groups that we pastor um, virtually online and we do music for that as well as teach and preach. So that's just a little quick snippet of uh, our experience and who uh, we are. We're known as the Boscos. So <laughs> yeah, everywhere we go, the Boscos, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, you're not busy at all. You, you oh, just no. <laughs> world traveler. Okay, first of all, thank you for your service to our nation and and serving our nation abroad. Um, yes. I love Italy. Italy's beautiful. Yes, oh, amazing yeah. to have been stationed there and then to serve there in the church as well. Oh, yeah. what a dream! 
That is beautiful. Congratulations on your 29 years of marriage. That is a milestone for all. I mean, marriage today in so many ways, right? It's like married, divorce, married, divorce, married, divorce, you know? And so it is a commitment Mm -hmm. because we all know that there's rough spots and bumps in the road. So, you know, um, I commend both of you on your years of service in your marriage, right? Thank you. Thank you. It's a commitment. That is for sure. Um, You mentioned having an adult adoptee daughter. Mm-hmm. I just that touched my heart. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. She Thank came you to, yes, it's our pleasure. She's, it's just amazing uh, the way the Lord uh, surprises. I think my story is about surprises mostly, but she was a blessing and a surprise to us. We met her her senior year of high school. She was friends with our daughters and um, we brought her into our family. And through a series of years and events coming together, um, we said, yes, let's let's bring her officially into our family. So yeah, our, our fifth is our first. We say she's our oldest. <laughs> and uh, yeah, such a blessing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Such a blessing. Well, adoption is near and dear to my heart. All of our children are adopted. So when I hear adoption, my ears perk, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. uh, and you know, God is our compass, ladies. And if we'll let him be the compass, he will direct our lives and yeah. direct our families, just like the story that you just shared. So yeah. I appreciate you sharing all of that. Looking so forward to hearing more of your stories, both of you. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Jennifer. This has just been yeah. so encouraging. And how do people connect with your church online? Uh, how do they find you? Yes, the church is uh, called Highway Church. Uh, the website is highwaychurch.us. Uh, you can find us there. We're also on the Rumble app. You can find us there. Also, we have pages on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter as well. So all, all of those places you can find the church. Um, if you're interested, you know, we had the church in location in New England for nine years. Um, And then uh, we felt more led to really emphasize and fortify the online presence of the church to make the church accessible to people who otherwise would not go to a church or as churches um, of denominations we know have been um, losing (laughs) uh, attendance. I think there's a lot of shifting happening, a lot of seeking in this time. And we felt uh, the direction of the Lord to really make uh, teaching and a church experience accessible to anybody in the world. So uh, that has been our emphasis. And that's what we do. We stream weekly and sometimes twice a week, uh, a Sunday morning service and then a Wednesday evening Bible study that people can, just as we're doing here, comment and participate in that way around the word of God, ask questions where uh, they might not have had the opportunity to ask questions in a large gathering. So it's a unique time that we're living in. And I believe that the Lord is uh, finding any way and every way possible to reach as many people before he returns. And it's just exciting that we have the opportunity to, uh, through technology, reach so many people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love that because online is where it is at, you know, and making it available to the masses in such a way, because there's a lot of people, like you said, for whatever their reasons would be, 
and there's so many that, sure. uh, you know, having this available is a blessing to them. I do yeah. believe that the face of the church, um, COVID changed. And, and in many ways, that was a good thing because there yeah. were a lot of molds that needed to be broken so that we could get outside those walls and, and really be able to do the work of God around the world. We no longer have to literally get on a plane, although I love the idea, let's go to Italy. Come on, let's go back. <laughs> I love it, but I love hearing what you're saying because we can reach the world right here. And yeah. how cool is that? Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And we put the, the information y'all in the chat. So if you're wondering, how can I go check out that church? It's listed there for you. You can um, copy it and go check them out right away. Thank you. All right, well, let's jump into your stories. I'd love to hear a little bit of your backstory of whatever you want to share, um, how you got connected to this amazing book and these awesome, you know, visionaries. And then tell us a little sneak peek about your chapter. Don't give it all away because we want everybody to get the book from you. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited. So let's have you start us out again, Amy. Come on back up and tell us all about you and your chapter. Well, you know, it's so wonderful how God, he has us connecting with one another. And in this connection, we find ourselves walking through these wonderful doors to meet our kingdom family. And that's kind of how my story started um, in the church. And we had this beautiful couple come into our church and they had an amazing ministry to pastors that they invited us um, to participate in, uh, Jean and Robert Tringale. And what an amazing heart. They said, nobody's ministering to the ministers. And sometimes they're, they're the uh, they're overlooked, you know, and sometimes ministers are put on a pedestal where they don't, people stop seeing that they're people and they have needs and they need a place to cry and to be loved through trial as well. And what an amazing heart. This was years ago and coming in and um, we just, we all felt we had the same, same vision. And so participating in that and they joined our international movement, um, ministering to the pastors. And inside of that, um, Jean Tringale was like, my daughter, she's an amazing minister and she <laughs> travels everywhere. And, and we're like, oh my goodness. So we were, uh, started to get connected and to bring Jen in and saw her beautiful ministry that she had all over the world really. And to hear her testimony of going, um, over. Uh, to other countries and really the phenomenal things that she had experienced and the miracles in her lives. Anyway, Jen Tringale, we got connected with her um, and she was able to just impart and minister to the body. And not only that, but we had invited her as well to some of our women's conferences we host every year. And she is just such an, a phenomenal point of view. And when we had brought her into our church, we had felt something so unique and different. Sometimes you can have ministers come in and they have a great message um, and they come and they leave. But then you meet people that come and connect. And Jen had this uh, same feeling and she had said, you know, I feel like an ally. I'm an ally. And we felt the same kind of connection in that. And um so then she ended up hosting allies conferences and had invited us. And I didn't even know that that was birthed kind of out of that season when she was meeting with us. And I'm sure with others that felt like, you know, we we're allies um, together in the kingdom of God with one another. And so what an amazing experience. So she invited us to come to this phenomenal allies conference that was 
your ministers, uh, women ministers in ministry to come, to be refreshed, to be restored. And so my sister Eve and I, who's also in the book, we had come and um, to this allies conference. And wow, we met so many phenomenal mm -hmm. women. Jennifer right here. And what we met, the Sorella Live sisters there. What a fun uh, <laughs> group of ladies. Oh my goodness. Their excitement level was like so high. They are singing and dancing in the front. And I'm like, I want to, I want to be up there with them, like grooving. <laughs> and oh man, we just hit it off. And it was so fun. The connection first off of just being sisters in, in ministry. You know, what a what a beautiful thing when um not only the heart of God is in you, but also in your family you know and so they we just kind of had that spark and connection while kind of stayed in contact and in touch and and my sister Eve and I left that conference just feeling so full feeling so connected feeling so like wow god like all of a sudden this huge open door for allies um for people that all of a sudden we knew we had a deeper friendship with immediately that you could hear from people all over the world really um that they're there they're there. It just gave you, I mean, it was just so exciting to see that, that not only that God was working in our lives and in this portion, but in, in all these other places and states and, and through these women. And, um, so that's where our friendship, uh, uh, blossomed and, and opened. And then one day last, um, summer I had gotten a text and from, from the ladies and they were just like, we had really prayerfully considered who to invite to this, to write this book. And they were like, uh, we just felt and held you in our heart. And we just felt that God was saying to invite you into this. And I'm telling you right now, it was a crazy season of my life. And I'm sure it was for everybody, but I just cut, I felt like, okay, I'm swimming and I'm not, I'm, I'm excited to kind of take some things off my plate, not put more things on kind of one of those moments. And we're heading into the school season, which you both know is like, it's such a season with all the children and then running organizations and also pastoring and also leading. And, and we're launching it. Um, we had been launching for several years now, international movement out of the house and we were planting churches. So you can only imagine like all the areas. And I was like, wow, God, I just don't know if I could do this. And I just kept prayerfully holding it before the Lord. And, um, and I was, and I was trying to say no, you know, I was like, I don't think I can. That was kind of like my initial, like, Amy, you don't have to do everything, you know, kind of feeling. I literally go to tell them no. And the Lord told me, no, you're not allowed to say no. <laughs> and I was like, what? Okay. okay. Well, like I thought I was being like faithful and honoring God with all the other things that I was doing. And he told me, he goes, no, Amy, he's like, I need you to do this. And I was like, okay. You know, I, and, and I can tell you this, when God speaks to me, at least it gives me such confidence that I will have what I need in the mm -hmm. time. And I had no idea what I was going to write specifically. There's so many testimonies in all of our lives. You know, what, what one, you know, what, what is it? And oh my goodness. So literally getting together. And I just said, yes, I said, Lord, yes, I'm going to be a part of what you call me to. I'm not going to let distractions of, of time management even get in my way. If that's what you're calling me to do, I know you're going to like part the seas, you know, <laughs> and make me walk through this. <laughs> So even in, in our preparations of meeting with one another over Zoom and all the authors, 
um, sitting in the car while the kids are at their activities and in the dark and turning on the light of the phone. But I was with these women as we're preparing a heart to write this book, feeling so touched. I felt so refreshed. I felt so loved. I felt so watered by all these women who are in the same boat, but yet can hear the voice of God to give to the need of this generation of, of people who are sitting and saying, God, do you hear me? Am I nothing? Lord, and maybe my testimony of where I am at might be able to relate to what they're going through, that they can say God is real and he does see me and he does love me. And so that's kind of the story of kind of how I got connected. Um, and then the story of the testimony, you know, when we're young and we're all getting started in life and new marriages and new homes or where are we moving or what's our career going to look like or how are we going to build our family and all the, all those things. Um, that's kind of where I was at. And I just had this great hope and excitement for life and zest for life. And as I rushed into life and then it just seemed like every financial pillar that I was standing on just kind of disintegrated. Really, that's how I felt. I felt like, God, I thought you called me to this. this, And I find myself surrounded by devastation financially. I don't see a future. I don't see a hope. I, I thought you called me to be with my children, to homeschool them. It was like the deepest desire. I, If you knew me growing up, I loved children. Like I just always wanted to be with them, watch them. I have a big heart for children and um, especially my own when they started to be born. And I found myself... I felt like that dream was getting farther and farther away that I would have to remain working. And, and I felt like, Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't realize that not just working, but I might have to go back to school or, or work full time. Or I felt my dream of what I thought God had given me in my heart was, was being pulled away from me. And, and really terrible things were happening, uh, confirming the worst, <laughs> you know, it was really the confirmation of the worst. And yet my heart never stopped reaching for God and saying, God, if this is you, call me. If this is you, you know, make a way. And yet in the midst of that, trusting the Lord, trusting the process, when everything seems bleak and silent in a way, to trust that he's there, that he's going to lead me out of this storm. And I, yet I found myself in a storm and and I didn't, I was still so young. I hadn't really experienced large trials yet. You know, I was young in my faith and, and, but yeah, I was doing what I knew to do. And so I just, I remained faithful to what I knew to do. And if I didn't hear the Lord speak, I didn't move. And so I just knew I, I couldn't move anymore on my own excitement or my own drive or what I thought was supposed to happen, but I could only move on the voice of the Lord. And I remember that moment and that moment was a long time. That moment was a couple years. And when I say a moment, it was, it was a long time of, of sitting before the Lord, not seeing what I thought should happen, but also trusting and reaching for his goodness. And yet wasn't it Christ was sent in the perfect time and in the fullness of time, Christ was sent. Yet even all the generations of people saying it should happen now, it should happen now. And, and people even died, not even seeing the full promise. Yet we get to experience the full promise of God in, in our generation, our life. That's kind of how it felt in my little tiny trial. You know, if you, it's a drop in the bucket compared to humanity. And, and even when I read some 
of the stories in the book, I'm like, oh my gosh, God, I, I can't even compare with that. I, I, I don't even want to complain, you know, like it was just a financial trial and um, to honor what God is doing in people's lives. But, but I know that people can relate to that. Even if you're experiencing trial, even though it, it might seem small to someone else, it's large to you. And it, and it just says, God, do you see me? Do you care? Am, am I your child? Are you there? Is this going to work? You know, and I just remember, and you know, I won't say it all, uh, but if you read the book, the extreme moment when God burst on the scene. And if the things in your life aren't coming right, but yet you persevere and you're standing before the Lord with the right heart, he, it, his favor seeks you out. It, it can't help but to rush in. And I remember <laughs> that rush in moment. And, and, and my natural circumstance didn't change. Yeah, I knew everything was changed. And by the spoken word of the Lord, I just knew and I stood on it. And whoa, the miracle started happening after that. And after I stepped out, if you will, onto the water, I even uh, spoke about a little bit like Peter on the boat. And he said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And he says, come. And that was my moment with the Lord. It was like, this is impossible. I'm on a boat in a storm. Yet Jesus says, come, Amy, it is my word. And I just, I, I always, I remember that moment and, and yet I live in the, in the honor of God of, of Lord, you called me that day. Like you didn't leave me there. You didn't leave me in despair, but you gave me hope. And I stepped out and I reached for you and you didn't fail me. He didn't let me sink. I stand here today, giving him all the praise and honor and glory. And I've been able to be allowed to, and have the honor of raising my children and and doing it for him, you know? And and when I think back, I'm like, Lord, my desire wasn't my own. It was what you put in my heart. Sometimes we feel like our desire in our heart is just selfish. No, the Lord has put it there and he is faithful to complete the work that he has placed in you. And sometimes we don't always know the way and the path to get there, but we can trust him through the process. Um, I remember counseling a young woman one time and I said, what if it takes 10 years for the promise of God to be fulfilled in your life? Would you honor him through the 10 years? But yet that echo I felt like came right back on me. That was something that God was speaking to me, honoring him in, in the time that it takes. Because even when we have small children, it takes time to develop them, to grow them to love them it takes years of love. And I felt like that's what I was in before the Lord. He was, he was loving me. He was growing me. He was nurturing me. He was soothing my heart that said, God, are you there? Do you love me? He says, yes, I am. And then he proved it and he showed it. And then I had to step out in faith and receive it. So there, you know, there's two parts to all these things, but wow. What a, a blessing it was to be able to share this testimony in this book with all these phenomenal women. The testimonies that I keep, I've read through the book. I just cried the whole way through. I was like, <laughs> God, if people can't see that you're real in our lives today, right. give them this book. <laughs> He's real. He's alive. He will meet you right where you are. He's yeah. so personal. And uh, I love how God speaks to each one of us. It's so personal. It's so relevant. And if you if you knock, you will find. If you seek, you will be there. And he is not trying to hide from you. 
he's trying to he's trying to reveal himself to you. So that's my encouragement to you. Don't lose heart if you're going through a trial or a moment where you can't see the end. You you think you're going down. You think it's over. God always he promises he makes a way of escape. He will always make a way of escape. And even though you can't see it right now, it is there. And just ask God to reveal it and stay at peace, stay in his rest and allow God to work in your life. So little bits of what's in my testimony. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so powerful. I loved how you talked about the 10 years to take for fulfillment because we live in this, you know, shake and bake, whip and chill society. And I loved that. And I could apply it to my life. I'm sure everybody listening Mm -hmm. live or later can go. Yeah. If, if it takes 10 years, but it's done the the right way. way. So worth it. Right. And that's for the grace and the patience the anointing, uh, all of that kicks in. Like we, we can see it inside our hearts. God's vision is done now, but then there's the walking it out by faith. Right? That's exactly it. Someone once said, I love this analogy because uh, we know in the scriptures that something that shoots up quickly can be a weed and it can wither quickly, but God is not doing that in our lives. He builds on character in our heart, just like a tree, like every year. It just gains and gains strength. And what he's building in us is something different that just then just shoots up and withers away, but it lasts. And yeah. so I love that analogy that in our character um, that God is building perseverance in our heart to produce character and character hope. We know that scripture yes. and that it's he's building in us something that's a testimony that can't be quickly taken away from us. So. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's so good. The oaks of righteousness, right? Yes. Oh, so good. Okay. So I do have a couple of questions, but I'm we're first gonna hop over and we're gonna hear what Jennifer, <clears throat> excuse me, Jennifer's story and what she has to say. And then we'll kind of bounce back and forth with a few questions. Is that okay with you, Amy? Wonderful. Love it. All right. Um, but your story is just so powerful. And I know that yours is too. Come on, Jennifer. Yes. Let's hear your story. What did you live here? What's your connection to your amazing visionaries? And give us a sneak peek into Uh, Thank you. I I am just so encouraged and so blessed just to listen to this conversation and be part of it. Uh, And what Amy emphasized, I emphasized too, the connection between uh, um, sisters, between ministers, between daughters, (laughs) you know, uh, it's just been such a tremendous change for my life to come in connection with um, Elisa, with Lila, which all happened again at the invitation of Jen, which we've mentioned multiple times. Um, This, yes, this vision of connecting women um, has changed my life literally because much of um, my story in the book deals with identity, very internal um, things. Who am I? What is my purpose? Why has God created me? Very internal. Um, and so when external situations seem to um, oppose who you are or oppose your purpose or oppose your destiny, 
really does uh, shake you <laughs> at the core. And I have generally, I've always said it re relating to these women, I have never had uh, women of this caliber, of this uh, integrity, of this devotion and commitment to the Lord um, so close in my life before. And it has been so inspiring and encouraging to see others uh, doing similar things to what mm -hmm. uh, myself, what, what we've been called to do. We don't do it alone, but we can often be made to feel that we're doing it alone, but we, we do not in any way whatsoever. We are part of a family, the family of God, the body of Christ. We are part of a sisterhood within that family, which really, I'm so grateful to God that he has brought me to this point today because, again, prior to this relationship with allies, with the, the Sorella Live sisters, um, I would say that that togetherness with women, I hadn't known. So this is such such a tremendous thing. That's just part of the story um, of, of, again, how uh, we connected to be part of this and how grateful I am and how um, changing it has been to me to know these women. And now today, you, Dr. Pamela, are added to that list, which I'm so, so grateful and so thankful for. Again, uh, like, like purpose, like-minded, like commitment. Um, and, and with all of that goes like struggles, <laughs> like experiences that have brought us to this place where we are today. So my story deals with transition. Uh, the name of the chapter is called Expecting in the Unexpected. Um, I am one who likes um, consistency. Um, I am one who, um, you know, wants to know who doesn't, what's coming. <laughs> you know, who doesn't? We like security. We like safety. And when those things get shaken, uh, it can be a little bit scary. So my story deals with leadership in church and how uh, a transition occurred in our lives that we did not see coming. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was contrary to everything that we were training for prior to that transition, which seems so contradictory, which seems so upside down <laughs> and so turned on its head. I, I, it was hard uh, to understand, but a transition in our lives was enacted by the decision of a leader. Um, and we uh, went along with that decision. Um, but with that came a lot of questioning for me. Uh, what did I do? Uh, what did I say? Um, what did I do wrong? Uh, there's this tendency uh, when things happen external to us uh, to turn inward and look for fault or look for blame. Um, and that is what uh, I, I certainly went through that process for about three years following that transition where I was uncertain. Uh, prior to that, we had served in this church for 15 years. Um, we had been uh, leaders in that church. My husband was executive pastor at that church. We had been youth pastors. We were worship leaders. We were children's ministers. We had done uh, secretarial work, uh, administration work. So we had seen the full gamut of a large-sized church. For 15 years, we had been serving it. As I said, we had been being trained um, for further leadership in this church, but in a situation uh, and 
kind of a tragic situation in the history of that church. There were some leadership changes, which then changed the trajectory of our lives. And we did not see that happening. We were invested. You know, we talk about family. We were invested in the people. We were invested in the history. We were invested in the future. We loved everything about this location. And again, as I say, at the decision of a leader, we were asked to go, um, which was unexpected again. So, but for me, I think what in the uh, story, you can learn all the details of the story when you read it in the chapter. But for me, it was a moment of uh, shaking where I had to find, again, I turned inward. What did I do? Uh, what, What could I have done differently? You turn inward and begin to uh, assign, look to assign blame or look to assign um, some kind of reasoning, right? <laughs> well, I, you know, I was so grateful in that time to talk to an, uh, an older woman that I had known and I met her and she assured me, you know, no, 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 don't go inward. You know, what God has to, to assign blame but to remember what God had called us to do, to remember what my purpose was, to remember who I was. So voices will come against that. Uh, Decisions will come against that. And it's very, very important uh, that I found to be solid in what God has called you to do and who you are in him and uh, to be constantly mindful of that and to look not internally, but to look at the word of God and make sure that that is abounding internally, that the word of God above the voices of distractors, above the voice of ridicule, above the voice of uh, detractors, that we would have the word of God uh, inside of us for us to meditate on and to be so sure of. You know, when Paul in the New Testament spoke of his calling he said it was not confirmed to him by man he said that it was conferred to him by god himself and in those years when i was struggling paul's own words in the the uh, new testament epistles really encouraged me that what god has called me to do men may not see men may not confirm. Men may not uh, recognize or even find a place for what God has called you to do. And yet, like Paul, I was determined to say that what my ministry is or what God has called me to do has not been confirmed on me by man, but it has been conferred by God himself. And so that is where I needed to strengthen myself Uh, Because this was a very, again, as I say, a very internal type of uh, storm (laughs) that really, uh, even though we continued and had a church, we started another church, Highway Church that I mentioned, um, out of that transition, which the Lord blessed tremendously and continues to bless tremendously. uh, Now that we're on an online format, uh, we've endeavored to follow him. Uh, in every step of the way. So even when you don't know what's around the corner or you're surprised by what shows up in your life, I want to encourage people today to remember to keep working. So even though you may lose a job, which we did, right? (laughs) Even though you may lose a job, you still have work to do. 
And so to keep working in your purpose, uh, to remain uh, busy, right, with the things that you have been called to do, just because, you know, someone um, has shut the door, maybe in one place, a decision has been made to shut the door, doesn't mean that you stop doing what you've been doing. You continue to do what God has has proven himself over and over in his life. Uh, there were, as I said, 15 years with this particular church and, and years before that with other churches. Why should now today, because I face opposition, change everything or say, oh, I guess I, I guess I got it wrong. No, there were years of history, years of testimony and years of God's faithfulness to us um, that said to us, continue, 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 continue. So even though you may lose a job, keep working at the thing which God has called you to do and keep looking forward. Uh, you know, the work that God has called us to do um, isn't limited to one season or one time or one geographical location. The work of God is ever expanding in our lives. And I think we need to be ready and expecting in the unexpected that God's work will continue in our lives. We will move forward and it is expanding. I don't think that one place is big enough to hold all that God wants to do. I don't think that one relationship is big enough to contain all that God wants to do. So when things that are familiar shut down, have hope and have faith that the forward movement will provide for you uh, an extension of the things that you had had, an expansion of the things that you had, and even an upgrade to the things that you've had, yes. better relationships, more fulfilling work, um, you know, better reach, uh, all of these things. Keep looking forward. I know that there have been good times in the past, and I know there have been good relationships in the past, but what is forward for us uh, is is beautiful. And, and that's what I can tell you standing here now 10 years later, that God is so faithful um, to restore and to upgrade. <laughs> we had a friend and I love this. She, you know, if anything would break in her house, like like a washing machine would stop or uh, whatever, you know, or the refrigerator needed be replaced, you'd say, well, it's time for an upgrade, you know? And I love that. I love that attitude. It's time for an upgrade. So when things kind of upend and turn upside down and you didn't see it coming, you know, just make it your words, just like I make it mine. Well, I guess it's time for an upgrade. It's time for an upgrade. God has greater things in the future. And with all of that too, I just want to encourage people to stay open to reconciliation with those relationships. We know that people say don't don't burn bridges, but stay open and pray as you move forward um, for all those people. Be, you know, God brings people into our lives, and yes, it may uh, the outworking of that may be for a season, uh, but the reality is those relationships are eternal if they're in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. They're eternal and we, we're family forever. So even though we may not be in the same place together, very much and strong in my heart is that we are still connected and we are still, those are ordained relationships that will never be taken away, that will always remain for all eternity. Even if for a period of time, we're not together, 
for all eternity it remains. Mm. And so that's a little bit about my story as church leadership, um, uh, unexpected decisions in which we uh, had to leave and what to do next and all the feelings internally um, that I had to deal with and how I had to fortify who I am, what my purpose is and what I was to do going forward. And so that is a quick little summary of, of what the Lord has done. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, look what the Lord has done. Wow! <laughs> what a story. You know, I just, you made so many great points, but one of them that just really struck me was one that you just recently said, and I wrote down, um, it had to do with your time for an upgrade, right? That was so yes. cool. But that transition, we have to um, really glean God's vision from that. You know, yes. come up here, come up higher and see what I see. Because what you were saying is when those things happen, when life happens, does life happen? Yes. Life happens. So when it happens and it's not the, the yay that we were looking for, we can choose how we're going to look at it. Yes. We can choose to say, okay, that means it's time for an upgrade. Instead of just the devastation of it all, right. to turn that around into something else. And I thought of the scripture, God works all things out for good for those that love him, that love him, right? And yep. that is going to transition your mindset, which is going to transition what is in your heart. It's going to pull it towards the eternals. It's going to pull it towards the word of God when yeah. you are going to make that decision to say, okay, God, I have no idea how you're going to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but this is an opportunity for you to show up and show off in my life. And I am going to, you know, put those glasses on and see through that lens. And, and then as Amy said so beautifully, oh, if it takes 10 years, it takes 10 years. It's so yeah. worth it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, oh my gosh, that was so powerful. And how you just took us along. I felt like I was going on the journey with you. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, okay, now, oh, yeah, like I could see it. I could feel it. Mm -hmm. uh, that was so powerful. I do have more questions, but I'm going to bounce back over to Amy. All right. So number one, what was that like to good, uh, to get on the call, whether it was, was it phone or zoom when you were going to tell the, uh, your fearless leaders, when you were going to tell, um, Lila and Lisa, no, was this on a call? Or was <laughs> it, it was just a text message. Was it, was, it was just on messenger. Yeah. It was just a communication. And, and I pulled the phone out and I was like, I just have to tell them now they're waiting for me and I, I can't have them be held up. And I went to go do it. And it was like, God said, no. And I, <laughs> and I put the phone away and I kept going about my day. And I was like, I got to tell them, why am I not telling them? And I pulled it out and it was just like, no. And I put it away and I was just like, and then, I, you know, you're so busy sometimes in the day you're not perceiving what God is actually saying. And yeah. even though I was responding, I just couldn't do do it. I just felt stopped. Uh, thank God. I just, and, and I was a little bit fearful and not fearful. That's the wrong word. But uh, maybe nervous is a better word sure. uh, to write. You know, uh, if you asked me last year, are you going to be an author anytime in your life? I would say, <laughs> <"That's> not <me."> <laughs> <laughs> Right. But I was like, you know what? I haven't done all this homeschooling and training of teaching for nothing. <laughs> We're going to put it to work. Yes. Yes. 
Well, what was it like in the moment that you finally centered in and you're holding that your phone and you're going to send the text and now you have the time to actually send the no, I, I can't, I'm too busy. When you were actually focused and you could send that message, did you already have that heart change that, okay, no, I'm going to be in this. I don't have a clue as to what I'm doing or when I'm going to have the time. Or did that happen? Like I pick up my phone, I'm ready to hit no, ready to hit that end button. And all of a sudden epiphany moment, or was God working on you through the day? And when you finally picked the phone up, I'm going to respond. You knew in your knower that you were supposed to do this. Just walk us through that a little bit. So, yeah, I, I just, and uh, the benefit of, I think, having my sister a part of this process as well, she was going through some of the similar um, feelings as well. Like, how would I even incorporate this in? Um, and I had mentioned to her, I was like, because we had said, oh, we're both invited. And, um, but God was working on me all day long. And I just kept going to say no. But then God was just speaking. So then I was just like, uh, I, I find it so important to always hold things before the Lord with an open hand and to allow him to speak to it because sometimes our instinctual emotions in, in a moment won't be his word and promise on what he has to come because what's to come is not what, what the season that he's brought us into now. So he's bringing us into new seasons. Yes. And so I was as I was doing that, I just didn't feel the right to say no. I had connected with these amazing, I mean, if you know my heart with friendships and women and oh my goodness, like I just want to spend time. I want to be a part. And I was like, this is actually such an exciting thing to even think of being a part with all these ladies and having a, this lifelong like co like connection on in a book even right. for all time. You know, there it is. It's there. It's not going away. Um, God has intertwined our lives for even if it might just be this moment on this earth, but what a special thing. So I remember God was working on my heart and I had been in prayer. Um, my oldest was going into her senior year. My kids are getting older. You know, you feel like, oh, they're not little anymore. They don't need me in the same way. They're transitioning. And I'm like, oh, wow. I don't know if I like this. Um, I really love that they need me. Um, but yet excited in, in celebrating what God is doing in their life as they're becoming young, beautiful women. And um, so I had been holding my future before the Lord. And let's be honest, you know, we're we're hitting, uh, well, at least I am. I'm, I'm finally hitting upper numbers, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, well, God, what is the next step? What's the next season? What are you calling me into? And so I just felt God was like saying, this is an invitation. I need you to step through this door. I know you don't feel comfortable with everything. I know you don't know what's going to happen, but I need you to be brave. And I need you. He, he basically was saying, if not now, when, Amy, when? Wow. And so I said, and that's what he was really working on in my heart. That I think that's what it was because we cannot pick up something new until we lay down something else you know? And so it was, um, I think a future idea of starting to lay down the past season. That's so beautiful. And so important to start to reach for the new season that God wants 
you to step into. And really, it's a new assignment, right? And the assignments come, but the calling remains the same. And his calling and and for our lives remains the same. But yet in our life, we're going to be facing different assignments to be sensitive to those beautiful transition moments. And I feel myself in these years, you know, I'm not saying it's quick or it's over or but in these beautiful years to just say yes to the new assignment that he has. And, and hopefully me saying yes, will be an encouragement to women who are around me that know me that are connected with me, that they can say yes to their new season too, to not be afraid to be brave, do new things. I love that. And you know, you're talking about new seasons and new doors and, and this is what came up in my heart as you're saying that like, we will ask God, for those opportunities. We'll pray for those new doors. There will be those prophetic utterances that'll come out um, about new doors, new seasons, suddenlies, all of this. But we can miss the door of opportunity if we're not in sync in that heartbeat of God, of just being just being still and no, just to, to yeah. uh, and not move so quick to make sure that we're hearing that, that whisper. Because the door of opportunity to you, I'm holding up my phone here, came. We got a sticky note on it. That's funny. Um, let's remove the sticky note. <laughs> it came through this, and there we are. There we are. But it came through our phone, your phone, and there you are on my phone. But that door came through your phone. And so I just wanted to like point that out and say, have an aha moment, pause and think about that just for a moment, that that door opening for you into your next could be something like coming through your it is. phone, through a text message, like, man, there, it could come any way, shape or form. You did not say, I'm too busy that you took the time to process through that, even though you were super, you know, like your, your plate was full you were willing to, un you were like, no, I'm unloading things. I'm not adding things. Right. But God was like, no, this is something I need you to do. So like scoot the peas over on the plate and put, put yes. this here. Right. That's and, exactly that, it. <laughs> and that brought you into this relationship. Cause I hear you talking about all the women that you've met, the fellowship, the deeper connections, different areas of ministry, uh, international best-selling book, all of this stuff that has happened because of a text message, which was your suddenly. It was. It was. Yeah. And it was a phenomenal moment to even read that. Like, wow. And, and I felt so honored in another way that they would hold me in prayer to hear from God, to invite me to. And I didn't take that lightly. And that's why it took me a long time, because I honor what God is speaking. And I know that in their heart that, and I trust the the voice of the Lord in their heart as I've seen them uh, walk out the calling of God on their life. I'm like, wow, that they would take the time to even consider me and to invite me and to prayerfully um, hold this before the Lord to then offer to me. I'm like, oh, you know, uh, sometimes these moments that God calls you into, and it's, it's, it is a stepping out, if you will. It's a, it's a embracing the new. Uh, and, and, and I just love it that it can be in community, in family spirit. Mm -hmm. I love that it can be the heart of God, that we don't have to try to be anything, but who God made us to be and just genuinely who we are. And so, wow, what a, what an honor. 
Oh my gosh. But I just love how those doors of opportunities, those suddenlies, those seasons, we just have to take the lid off, take this glass ceiling and throw it away and realize that it could come in any Anyway. In any form that that God wants to send it, and and to be open minded to that. But anyways, that just rocked my world when you shared that. Um, thank you so much, Amy. I appreciate it. And uh, Jennifer, I have a question for you. Um, I am so excited about this. All right, um, you. I have to ask you this. So, um, what happened in you when that woman of God said to you, and I'm paraphrasing what you said. No, that's not the way it is. You got it wrong. This isn't your fault. You need to stop going over this and over this in your head. I mean, was there a moment where you just was like, you know, like angel choir? (laughs) I mean, because I've been there where I've been like beating myself up about something. And then you have what I call that rhema moment. Yeah. You know, it just, whether it's somebody that speaks to you or it's a song on the radio or, or just a moment, you, know, you hear something on YouTube, I don't know, any anything that God could use. And when you spoke about this woman of God, I, you lit up, you literally like lit up. I yeah. guess like go back in time with you to that moment. Yes. You unpack that a little bit for those that are listening and Absolutely. Viewing, we all have those moments and have those people in our lives. And for somebody out there, I believe that this is one of those moments for them that, that they are here to absolutely, to actually have God tell them, Hey, this is your moment. And, and that, that's something they're going to take away with. So if you'd unpack that a little, that would be great. Yeah. The, um, the woman, I call her my lifesaver <laughs> to this day. Uh, in that moment, it was, um, around ministry i know this is not unfamiliar to any of you but the idea that women should or should not be in ministry uh still would be unsettled at that stage and all of my and as i said to you before i had not seen uh a lot of women i knew of them from afar but up close and personal i had not seen women um, in ministry in, in where I was. So I think in that environment, um, I was pushing <laughs> and not because I, I, it's not something I wanted to do or that I set out to do. It's just the God gift in me was pushing against things that um, were in existence, I believe, there to, to a measure. So I was coming, I, I always liken it to a clown car. You know, at a circus, they shove all those clowns into this tiny little car. Yeah. Well, I can remember distinctly feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling scrunched um, as I'm operating in, in my gift of worship leading or exhorting or teaching that I, I could feel like not physically, but a, a, a perceiving of a, a shrinking down, shrink it down, make it small. <laughs> You're getting too too big. And, and again, that's what the Lord was working in my life. It wasn't something I set out to do. It's just, as you continue to yield to him, uh, in your area of gifting, he will, he will expand it as you yield it and you keep seeking him. He adds to it, as I said before, and he keeps adding and expanding and one place, one relationship, one location is not large enough to contain 
what God wants to work as we yield to him and work together with him. So I had to find outside of this um, environment, a woman. I had my, my husband was wonderful. My husband is encouraging. My husband, you know, I'm sure it was not easy for him to see me so um, broken and, and questioning, who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? Uh, why am I so offensive? Why are people intimidated by me? You know, I, I'm sure that the struggle that I was going through during those three years was hard for him as he himself was going through the transition too with his own um, things that he had going on. So he would be so encouraging, but I needed a woman. I needed someone who, um, who could speak to me in this um, type of situation, in these feelings. Is it right for me even to seek ministry? Is it right for me even to be a minister as a woman? And um, so this lady, uh, just to call her my lifesaver today, maybe she's watching, so I'll definitely have to tell her that I'm, I'm talking about her today. Yes. But for her to say so definitively, no, that is not. Uh, and yes, you are called to do what you are doing. You are called to minister, to say, no, that evaluation is wrong. No, stop questioning that. It was like... Um, it was just, it was good to have that solid answer because I was like wavering on the inside and to hear from my husband or to hear from, uh, it just wasn't, I was looking for a woman who was a minister who had already gone through these things, who had already, you know, and for her just to simply say, no, a good solid firm no to all the questioning was truly a lifesaver to me and it enabled me to again begin to move forward, as I said, in what what uh, God had called me to do. So, so yeah. that no is uh, is equivalent to God's yes, and no to what the the crazy thoughts were is equivalent to a God's yes. So I was like, here we go. We're gonna keep moving. We're gonna keep growing in that. So, and that's not to say that uh, things ever don't now today even come to question or. Uh, uh, should you be doing that? You know, how can you talk like that? Uh, you should take a seat. You know, the enemy would love for you to say yes to that. But we say a firm, solid no to all that the enemy would try to uh, derail and a big yes to God's calling in our lives to fulfill what he's called us to do. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it was just that firmness. I guess I yeah. keep punching, I keep pounding here, but it was that firmness? There was because in my mind, I, it was it was something to keep thinking about, and it, and it never gets settled. But you've got to settle things, you've got to settle with the word of God and quiet the questions. And so, her no was a big, uh, like a gavel coming down, a decision, uh, no, you know, no to the uh lies no to the distractions no to the discouragements and a yes to what god wanted to do in my life oh my gosh i feel that when you're doing that every time you like punch with your hand I'm like, oh, i feel that you know yeah. and i got this little picture of the, of the clown car uh, of, of the no being said really firm and the clown car like hitting its brakes and skidding you yeah. know and and 
and you coming out of that and then and then getting in like this big beautiful luxurious automobile like right. where you can stretch out and be you that's right um, and we do need those firm no's in our life yes. or yeses that that so we stop vacillating because that's what I was hearing is you were vacillating yes and you needed that firm no in your case right you, you know you know and no and yes and the the no was you know was meaning one thing the yes was meaning another but they were very firm for you and you remember her saying no and it was like Okay, that's right. The bumps. Remember the record albums? You'd bump them when they were stuck, right? Right. Uh huh. Yeah. They don't move, right? That's, that's exactly right. Like. Mm -hmm. Is that how it was for you? It was like exactly okay. right? Because you know, hearing hearing someone else who has gone through a similar situation, again, a woman, a minister has had. She's uh, older, you know, so she's gone through a lot. Has a lot to of wisdom and a lot of experience. For yes. her to say no um, so solidly and so quickly, there was no hesitation. She wasn't like, well, let me hear the situation. Because <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was like, well, right. maybe maybe I did do well, maybe blah, 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 blah. But in all of that, I was losing uh, the vision for stepping forward and to continue. Yeah. I, I was uh, skipping like uh, on record, like you say, yeah. but her no. Uh, enabled me to say no to those thoughts and to continue to, yeah, exactly. So if I hear, if I hear someone else, uh, and then I say, oh, I can say that, you know, so, and we need to say, we need to recognize when we're, as you said, vacillating or cycling, just going over the same thing and yeah. it's never been settled. Uh, it must be settled. And it will, and it must be settled by our yes or no to whatever that thing is. Um, but okay. it, it can't. We should recognize that. I just encourage any uh, anyone listening today recognize those cyclical um, patterns, the skipping where you're stuck. <laughs> you can't yeah. like, I, like the album. I love that because I love vinyls and I play them. And there's nothing worse than you're enjoying yes. an Algero song and then bop, it gets stuck. <laughs> but if you're recognizing that in your life, yes. we don't let it keep going on the record player. We get up and we push it forward. And yeah. we need to do the same with our thoughts and, and, and establish our thoughts in the word of God and not change from that to continue. Uh, it is what enables us addressing it establishing what the word of God says concerning that thing is what allows us to leave that cycle and to get unstuck. Mm -hmm. Now that person that gave that gift to you, you are giving it back in this. Yes. Isn't that oh. cool? And it just goes on and it just goes on. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. Like, yes, yes, it does. And so amazing ladies. Like I feel like we could talk for another hour here. There's just been, been so good and so deep. And I, and I so appreciate your openness and just, you know, peeling back the, the layers of your life uh, and sharing, because if, when we do that, that's how we can help other people walk mm -hmm. out of the darkness and into the light and into the best next of their life. And so yeah. as we wrap up, 
um, I would like to give each of you a chance. And if you'd start us out, Amy, yes. um, and just, if there's anything else on your heart that you're like, oh, I really wanted to say this and I didn't, please go ahead and take the opportunity now and then tell everybody how they reach you to follow you, to learn more about you or to get this amazing book. <clears throat> yes. I mean, just on my heart, I just am sitting here so grateful thinking even of you, Pamela, uh, bringing us here in your story and how you are expanding the kingdom by hosting and honoring us by just asking us wonderful questions that lead us down the paths of God's goodness in our lives. And so thank you for allowing us this time to sit together with you and be with you. Um, it's been a pleasure uh, for me this morning. It's been been life to me. Mm. Um, but uh, you can connect with me. Um, our church is unitedwithchrist.org. Uh, you can reach out in that way. Um, I am on Facebook, uh, Amy Albin. I'm on Instagram, Amy underscore Albin 56, I believe. I would think it was the only one left. <laughs> um, but um, I, I'm here uh, my heart is to see God's goodness in people's lives, that it is true. It is for now. His life and his promises are yes and amen in our lives. And if we receive his goodness and allow it to work in our lives, it will yield beautiful fruit in our lives, in our children's lives, our relationships, our families. And he is going to be walking with us in, in, in sometimes he delivers us from the storm. But sometimes he walks with us through the storm. That. I think it's important to note that if you're going through a trial, it is not because he has put you there uh, because he's testing you under judgment. He is walking it out with you and and he is there with you and he's encouraging you and he's giving you the tools and he wants to, them to be revealed in your life. So those are the things that are on my heart to share with people that God is for you. He's not against you. He's a good father. He's not a bad father. He desires good things for his children. And, um, and I think that that is made known in this book here I have on my nightstand. Is I, <laughs> um, his goodness is for every season, every generation, and it doesn't lie. And it's not without, it's not without hope and it's not without testing. You know, test the Lord in this. See if he is good. See, you know, and I, I think that that is um, that is just what's on my heart. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for hosting us. Thank you for taking this time. Uh, sounds like you're a busy woman, too. But yet you hosted the things of the Lord. You've made room. You've made space. So thank you. Oh, it has been my privilege really my privilege. And your story is amazing. And I love how we could just connect across the world or across the nation right here. It's such a treasure, isn't it? Uh, but thank you. Because, you know, I wouldn't just pop on here and just sit here by myself. That would be really boring. <laughs> oh, this is much better this way. Um, okay. So now, Miss Jennifer, woo, we yeah. want to hear from you. Is there anything else on your heart? And then how do people connect with you to follow you, to learn more about you and to get the book from you? Yes. Thank you. I just want to encourage everybody how, how much God is for you and how much he is uh, working uh, in every moment when we are asleep, when we are unaware, uh, when we have no clue, he has all the information and is setting you up 
uh, to fulfill all that he's designed and created you to do. And uh, I know that the tendency is for us to look backwards to our past because it's already happened to kind of figure out who we are and what we do. But in reality, who we are is yet ahead of us. As the scripture says that when we see him face to face, we will be like him. And uh, we're being formed and transformed daily as followers of Christ into his very image. And who you are and what you've been made to do is yet ahead of you. And uh, keep your eyes on him, keep yielded uh, to what he's doing in your life and keep saying yes, just like Amy said yes, just like I said yes, just yes. like Pamela has said yes to him. Uh, you'll see him be faithful to his word and all that he has uh, spoken to your heart. He hastens to perform his word, the scripture says. If you want to reach out to me, I'd be happy to hear from any of you. Um, as I said earlier, you can find us at www.highwaychurch.us for our online church. There at that website, you can find archived messages, Bible studies, uh, even some music. Uh, there you can contact us also through email or we have a P.O. box as well that you can find on the website. More personally, you can find me on Facebook. I'm Jennifer Bosco. On Instagram, I'm really Jenny B. So that's really Jenny, J-E-N-N-I-B. That's Instagram. And uh, those are more personal sites. You can see those things and uh, just see my family and uh, the things that I like to do. So I would love to hear from any of you and encourage you in your journey with the Lord and encourage you in your purpose and what God has called you to do. I'm so grateful for this time together. It has been such a blessing and so uplifting. So thank you, Dr. Pamela. Just wonderful. Oh, it has been so wonderful. I'm going into the rest of my day full. Uh -huh. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. Y'all want to get this book. So reach out to these women. Get the book from them. Get the book, get the book, get the book. And um, you can get them even to sign it. They can send it to you if you contact them. If you contact them, you never know. Like maybe there'll be like some really cool, you know, prophetic word or something that'll come to you that you can hold on to. Get if, So reach out to them and get the book. It's so worth your while to do so. And thank you, ladies, for being here today. For all of you that have been watching, remember, you are here on purpose, with a purpose, by design, not by default. So continue to go out there, be the salt and the light everywhere you go. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.